Hello, grandkids, and welcome to Stunt Granny Audio 894. This is Kevin DeFrango. On the other end is Chris Calamita. What is up, good sir? Not a heck of a lot, Kevin. How about yourself? Oh, you know, uh, not uh, always jam-packed with wrestling here. Uh, I feel like uh, the majority of these shows that uh, we are going to talk about, I watched in about a 24-hour time period. <laughs> Uh, including SmackDown, uh, which probably did have the biggest story of this week, uh, without, you know, any huge, huge stories, uh, honestly. Uh, Roman Reigns finally comes back to the TV after, boy, I don't even remember what the number was at this point. It feels like it's been three months. I know it hasn't been that long, but. It's been about, it was probably a little over two at that point. <laughs> Almost exactly two. So, uh, yeah, he was uh, gone for quite some time uh, and uh, and finally made his reappearance this week. And, uh, you know, he ended up in a uh, prolonged segment with uh, John Cena and L.A. Knight. He did. He was... Uh... Okay, he was back in all his tribal chiefdom. Uh, you know, swaggering into the ring, calling out John Cena for apparently saying he's the greatest of all time. Although I think Michael Cole is probably the uh, biggest culprit of that. Uh, yes. <laughs> and you know, Cena, you know, saying that he, you know, you know, being very, very Cena acknowledged his tribal chief was very complimentary of Roman Reigns. Said that. No, he will not be challenging Roman Reigns anytime soon because he has not done anything to earn it. And then uh, introducing L.A. Knight. So they're really playing this whole Cena endorsing L.A. Knight thing for all it's worth. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, those two are really tied at the hip at the current moment. <laughs> um. And I guess it's not too surprising. I you really don't want John Cena involved uh, in in the world championship, uh, especially knowing he's on uh, a short stay kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and you know, using his cachet works out too, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, L.A. Knight. I'm not sure that he really needs it, but. It doesn't hurt. No, no, it doesn't hurt. And as long as he's not out there kissing, completely kissing John Cena's ass and just being, you know, letting himself be secondary to John Cena, uh, you know, then, then it's okay because he, he, he stays dominant. He stays the, you know, he, he, he appreciates the, the John Cena rub as opposed to the Grayson Waller rub. But he's not going all you know crazy about it. Now he calls out and challenges Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns doesn't necessarily accept, but does send Solo after him uh, later in the night. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that I expected uh, anything to be set up uh, immediately between the two. Uh, not surprising, though, that they are uh, laying the usual groundwork here 
for uh, any challenger to work their way to fighting Roman Reigns, especially uh, really a new challenge in uh, L.A. Knight. You know, he's really kind of popped onto the scene quite quickly here. Yeah, he he, he definitely has, but he's definitely earned his way in with the, the, the reactions he gets from the crowd. A you know, seemingly imminent match between him and Roman Reigns, presumably at Crown Jewel at the beginning of next month. Um, interesting, you know, how that goes. I, I, I don't necessarily foresee Roman Reigns losing uh, this record-breaking title reign at, you know, 3, 3.30, 3.30 in the afternoon on Saturday in, in, in another country. But I guess there's some, it's, it's one of the people who it could be possible that, that they could decide to pull the trigger. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it's a could, but uh, I'm in the category of not really expecting. To be honest with you, no, no, not expecting it. It just how, how they get out of this. Um, you know, I don't think losing a match to Roman Reigns has been necessarily a death sentence to anybody. Oh. Even though people have predicted that, <laughs> that it would be for one Mr. Cody Rhodes, although in how much, however much we could argue that you know things could still be better <laughs> than they even are if Cody was the champion this whole time, it has not really severely affected Cody Rhodes' popularity with popularity with the audience. It's actually been something pretty crazy and maybe even unusual to see. And and, and, and it's sticking with someone to to this degree after such a a, a heartbreaking loss. Uh, Yeah, I don't feel like there has been that kind of dedication for anyone taking that type of loss in a while. Uh, But it's not surprising. I mean, obviously, Cody came back to uh, quite the, uh, you know... Uh, quite the reaction and there's no reason not to push him and you know it kind of goes back to the they have so much time they need more than one person to carry this load really in general there's always going to be a top guy but uh yeah you need uh backup options and they have that in spades right now you could argue there's never been a time when more baby faces were incredibly over than than the five or six that he has on, on top right now. Uh, yeah, that that's many. that's a fair point. I mean, one or two has, 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 has in many ways been a maximum. You might have to go back back to the late '80s or or, or some of that sort because because you know. Obviously, in the late 90s, early 2000s, no one was sniffing the air that Ross and Iraq were sniffing. Oh. <laughs> we're at. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there was a tier of baby faces, you know, maybe underneath them, underneath Hogan, Warrior, Savage, whoever. But you've got five or six right now who are very comparably over to each other, and you could pick, and you could really get behind and pick any one of them. To be your top guy for the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like you said, like I, 
I guess I'm trying to think of the last time, uh, you know, this level of crowd reaction is had throughout a show, honestly. No, as I said, it is. I mean, the probably the greatest accomplishment of Triple H's run since you know largely taking over is how over these baby faces are, and we have no, you know, contrarian audience reactions going on. You know, maybe everyone, you know, maybe on the opposite end, you know, Roman will get will get his share of cheat share of cheers, but no. you know. There's moments I, I think that wow maybe this is the this is the moment Seth Rollins has just has just turned has just gone full complete dork and the crowd's gonna turn against him and stop singing along it doesn't happen <laughs> you know you think that you know Cody loses the match the way he did at WrestleMania ooh people are gonna stop believing him no it doesn't happen it, it's you know the, the level of over that Cody Seth Jay Sammy Kevin and LA and LA Knight are, and I, I'm not putting them in any kind of order because I think LA Knight would be, you know, quite a, a, a multiple of those people. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's six top baby faces who are all incredibly over. Yeah, I, you know, to a level that, once again, you could pick. They're they're almost interchangeable of who you, who you could put against Roman Reigns or who you could put as the world champion or who you could put in the, you know in in, in in into a main event feud. Yeah, just yeah. Well, and there's the argument that he had too. Uh, I don't think on your list. Uh, did you have Jay? I didn't have Jay. So, I mean, the only other person who's kind of in there, but we know he's turning heel, is Drew McIntyre. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, they are uh, definitely definitely letting that uh, burn extremely slowly. The weakness of the WWE product right now is on the heel side beyond Roman Reigns. I mean, you... Well, there's... They, they, Gunther is behind him. Yeah, Gunther is definitely behind him. And after that... Judge, <laughs> you know, you got the collective force of the Judgment Day, as well as, you know, Jimmy and, and Solo. But all, of the, but all those people I just mentioned, the three male members of the Judgment Day and the two male and the two other members of the Bloodline, all lose... I'll lose way too damn much. Oh, taking that seriously. Yeah, it it, it it would be hard, despite their places. Damian Priest is the guy out of the whole lot that uh, mainly because he has the uh, senior uh, money in the bank briefcase still. Um. You know, he, he's the only guy that could probably do some damage at some point w- without being shady. Yeah, no, no. He, yes, it, it, it's yeah. Having that briefcase is, is is you know certainly helps a lot, and you know you do expect him to at some point you know get to cash in and not fail. So oh. yeah, yeah. I hope he is holding on to that championship or that uh, briefcase for a long time because it's going to be a success. Like, if he holds on to it for this long and ends up failing, oof, that would be a gut punch. Yeah. No, I I don't think you really want to to do it like that. It's just the question of when, when is the, when is the appropriate time? Um, You know, who, who, who should he cash in on? Should he, should he cash in on Seth? 
should he cash in on whoever, whatever baby face, you know, wait long enough to cash in on whoever beats Roman Reigns. Oh, no. man, if Cody were to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, then within within weeks or months, <laughs> he, he gets cashed in on. I mean, they've never done the thing where the guy is, like, right up against the wire. Like, oh, the next money in the bank is coming, and, 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 and his, one year, his one year is running out. I, I, that is maybe it is about the only story they haven't run. Because they've gone pretty deep into the year. They've gone to about April, I think. Or for, for, for when, if, if, if Money in the Bank's typically in June or July, they've gone to post WrestleMania for one, for, you know, for, 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 for a number of them, I think. Yeah, I, I it's not really commonplace, especially. Oh no. man, they they've kind of talked about the women uh, consistently doing it uh, early. Um, and it does seem pretty accurate that the ladies do not uh, waste a whole lot of time. No, they 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 they, they typically do not. Although the ladies are sitting at a at one hundred percent. Uh, yes, they they do have a better winning percentage than the men. Well, uh, there's about a about a, there's about a, something 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 like a twelve year head start for the for, for the men, but, <laughs> but they went through a period where, where where they it's kind of similar to the period of the person who you know won the Royal Rumble, either a not getting their championship match or b their title match ended up like. In the opener, or, or, or what have you? Uh, well, yeah, because what John's I, I, without looking it up, I want to say that John Cena lost because he challenged someone, and he didn't really use the money in the bank to his full potential. Yeah, uh, he challenged. Yeah, it was he challenged Punk, I think, and the match ended on a disqualification. So it was a real fart church type of situation. <laughs> type of situation. Yeah, uh, I know Damian Sandow did not, uh, and I feel like he was on your list under the uh, openers, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's not. No, I think he. I, no, I remember he challenged John Cena one night on Raw in an opening match on Raw, and yeah, and, yeah. and lost there. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I think he's pretty dead on about that one. And I feel like, is, is it Baron Corbin, the other one that failed? Corbin was a really embarrassing one. Corbin and Austin Theory are probably the most embarrassing ones. Because, you know, yeah, Corbin, you know, a, a real silly situation where he was about to cash it in, got distracted, and rolled up and, 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 and lost it within within seconds. And then there's the Dothan Theory situation where he challenged for the United States Championship and lost. Oh. And then still, and then, and then somehow, and then still ended up back with it a few weeks later anyway. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that he really went the low route there. Oh, that was... Oof. Um, yeah, well, we'll just leave it if there's a reason he's in a tag team now. Um... So, uh, yeah, okay, but I think that's all the failures then for the men. Like, it, you don't really need that. There may have been, maybe there may be more that I'm not, I'm trying to. Braun, Braun Strowman did. 
Oh. Yeah, because they gave it to Braun, and then he, he cashed it in. Not even for a one-on-one match. It was a, it was a triple threat match that turned into a match for the vacant title. He really should have been given that briefcase back. <laughs> no. Really, because that, that whole thing I remember was happy. And then, and then there's the Otis debacle. Oh, dear Lord. I forgot that he won that. He won that and then lost it to The Miz, who, 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 would, go, who would go on to, by proxy, cash in. Uh, and win, if I'm not mistaken. And win, yes. He did, he, he did win. He, 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 he held the title for eight glorious days. He, he was champion again for eight glorious days. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I mean, that was kind of a questionable choice, uh, in its time, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that, yeah, the build-up to WrestleMania 21 was very, uh, very, very patchy. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) wow, yeah, there were, uh, more men's failures than I uh, had remembered. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been some failures. So oh, I put a bow on this one. Hopefully, Damian Priest will not. Will, will not be one. <laughs> Although once again, as, as I said, the, the story of a guy, oh. you know, up against the wall. It's June. <laughs> <laughs> he only has a few weeks to cash in this thing. Uh, I think could, I think you can make that work. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, like that's a really fun story. Like you said, like but I guess just because they've never done it. Um, I really uh, can dig the concept. Plus, because if he does it anytime soon, I feel like it screws up some things. Because I don't really see Priest as a guy who's going to go into WrestleMania as a champion. Oh. Uh, yeah, that would be a pretty weird situation. You know, just because, you know, it still feels like uh Roman Reigns isn't go- is going to be champion heading into WrestleMania this coming year. Oh, it year. absolutely is. I I don't know if necessarily Seth is, but I don't know if I see Damian Priest going in defending against Seth again or whoever, whatever other. Once again, you know, all, all these baby faces to choose from. I just don't know if. And you know what? He could maybe he he could be. It's all the losses he's taken in the last year. It does define him down that he lost so many matches on the way to Money in the Bank, and even since Money in the Bank, he, he's taken, he's still taking his, his, his pinfall losses. Uh, oh yeah, he has had too many losses in general. Yeah, so I guess if you if you if you do wait till after WrestleMania for him to cash it in, it doesn't get in the way of any of that. Once again, no, no, no. I I I I, I, I like my idea of, of you know <laughs> it's June, and it's back against the wall. He's got weeks to cash this thing in. Yeah, and I mean it would almost be wild for uh for the champions to start taunting him almost. Or just really be on guard for him and always be thwarting his chances and just build the frustration <laughs> as the weeks go along. Like that, that yeah, I, that could be really uh really really interesting should they uh decide to go that route. Um, but yeah, who knows? Uh, we, uh, we should find out here sooner rather than later. 
uh, one would imagine, at least some, some type of tipping of the hand of, uh, of how they'll handle that. Cause, uh, we know that he's not going to cash it in anytime soon since, uh, him and Finn Balor did win the, uh, tag team championships back on raw this week. Yes. Yes, they did. They, they did. They, they did win the tag team championships back. Was not surprised. These other disputed tag team champions have been have been the hot potato lately. And you know what? It's perfectly acceptable for for a title to be a hot potato after all these you know long reigns we've <laughs> we, we, we've been living through. Uh, yeah, I and it's made some sense. To, like the storyline, how they've let it play out, has made sense. Why? Uh, because the uh, the interference did not cost Cody and Jay well backfired actually for the Judgment Day at Fastlane. Uh, in this case, it uh, fired uh, correctly, and uh, Judgment Day is your winner. You know, like yes. it, it, it it was that simple of a. I don't even want to call it a plot change because I don't even feel like that's a plot change. It's 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 actually pretty hilarious. It's like like you, you just canceled on everything <laughs> after less than a week and a half. But you know what? It's 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 fine. It, well, it played off of it played off of what Roman Reigns told Jimmy on on, on Friday that you know he, he you know he, your brother's walking around with these tag team championships. He's mocking you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you gonna do about it? Uh, yeah, because I mean, I felt like something was coming. Uh, I, uh, I, because I did watch Raw a little bit later, I did spoil myself, so I kind of knew that it was coming. I was just like, oh, I wonder how they're going to work this. And I was like, oh, I should have, because I had watched SmackDown and Raw, you know, within the same basic 24 hours, uh, I, I probably should have connected uh, two and two a little bit better. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Jimmy ends up costing Jay uh, mainly the championships. And, you know, again, it, it, it was great storyline logic for there to be a short championship reign. And, like, and I mean, you also said it. Like, it's there are a lot of long reigns going on, <laughs> including yeah. uh, Gunther, who is on Raw all of the time. So, and you know. And obviously, Cody and Jay were not meant to be long-term tag team partners. <laughs> uh, no. And again, I, I mean, you know, that was a good uh, storyline uh, reason for them tagging. You know, he's Cody's just trying to get behind his man who he got traded, you know, who he got moved to Raw. So, uh, and, and I guess speaking of him moving to Raw, there's uh, something else that we can bounce back to SmackDown about. Uh, we we got the announcement uh, that uh, Adam Pierce is now the general manager of Raw, and uh, Nick Aldis is now the general manager of SmackDown. Don't get too excited there, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, our, our good friend, uh, Dr. Death, not Dr. Death there, uh, pointed something out that I feel like I was unawares to, uh, that one Nick Aldis is only 36 years of age. Yes, I believe, I believe that is correct. I will. <laughs> 
So, uh, A, I was shocked that he was that young, to be uh, completely frank with you. Uh, he has had a uh, what feels like a long career already. And... I, oh, he's definitely had a long career. He's had a pretty, he's had a pretty long career. I mean, we, we're talking into the, you know, at least the later, late 2000s in TNA. He, you know, he was there as Magnus. You know, first with the, the, the whole group of British Invasion, I think that they were called. Yeah, he started wrestling in 03 and uh, popped into TNA in 2008 to 2015. Wow, that's a run. (laughs) But but, yeah, I mean, they didn't start really pushing him as a main event guy there until probably probably, maybe kind of late into the Hogan and Bischoff era, really. Uh, It was when they really started going with him as a singles guy. Uh, yeah, the World Heavyweight Championship, 13 to 14. Oh, wow. It's, it was, so basically, uh, well, no, no. It's, am- God, I can, it's, it's amazing to think that Hogan and Bischoff, stuck, at least, you know, Hogan especially, stuck around TNA for four years. That whole thing is just a blur. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, uh, is pretty wild uh, how long ago that happened. How long ago, and how long he was actually there for? Because you don't think it—you don't think it was like four, a four-year run, but that's what it was. I mean, they announced him coming in in the fall of '09, and then he leaves in like the fall of 2013. <laughs> like that's just like that's just that's the most crazy things about time, and just just how how much of a blur all all that era of of, of impact was really. <laughs> But they gave uh, one Nick Aldis his first taste of being a main eventer, and he's a guy. I mean, for whatever reason, they were never interested in, in, in him as a wrestler. His name came up probably dozens of times. Oh, it's yeah. not like he was under an ironclad contract to Billy Corgan or, or anybody, so... Well, and it does, I I would assume, help with, uh, from a familiarity standpoint, that your wife has been employed by the WWE on two separate occasions? Yeah, it might even be three, actually. That is possible. Yeah, yet he could never get in. Yeah, yet he... After he he had a very public, he had a very public falling falling out with Billy Corgan in the NWA. Probably about, going on about two years ago now, and... They still weren't interested in any kind of thing. But now, they just need a guy in a suit who can speak well. They, they, they don't want, you know, they don't want someone who was a big star in their day, who people still want to see Russell and cheer for and, and, out, and outshines the, te- the wrestlers. Uh, you know, they want a pretty benign, unbiased person in that role. And you know what? It's probably the right call, honestly. After all the years of heel authority figures and then the ba- then coming back with the babyface authority figure who would always get pushed and pushed and pushed until he, he got back in the ring himself and fought and, and wrestled and it just... It's actually... Yeah. Been, Pierce has actually been somewhat... Re- been refreshing. It's just a guy who's just there to make matches and rulings. 
Oh, yeah, that that might be because I feel like that he's been running with that long enough that Vince was started that whole whole role. And I'm just yeah, I'm thankful that Vince finally went back to that. You know, and Triple H has carried on the tradition. I, I, I don't, I don't know how many years on this podcast we complained about the heel authority figure that it just, you know, it had run its course. Oh yes, it, it had long run its course, and then they just kept <laughs> kept running it with it, running with it, running with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, far beyond any you know, reasonable expectations. Um, you know. Oh, you know, over 20 years of it, really. And then different versions of it end up in different other companies. You know, TNA got infected with it. And and I and, uh, well, I guess that's it. AEW has, you know, stuck with the idea that there's, like, some committee backstage that, or just Tony Khan just, you know, makes decisions without even, and the announcers are the voice of, 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 of those decisions. You know, so they've stayed away from the the, the heel authority figure um, completely. WWE, you know, went went away from it completely after I think it was what the the last time Shane McMahon was regularly on TV. Uh, yeah, probably. I I, I I I know I couldn't really dig that deep in my own memory banks. To, right. Yeah. To I mean, I mean, to I mean, know I mean, for sure. Playing this role on television. You know, since probably pretty early, it would have been somewhat early in the pandemic. Because it was so, oh. it was just so taken aback that, you know, this guy who just really was never a big star and, you know, never even wrestled in WWE is just, you know, all over television, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember starting uh, making jokes about uh, whether him or... Uh, people pointing to the WrestleMania sign would be on TV more. And he's ended up working his way to being on TV more than WrestleMania points. Cause yes. the, the, the one thing I'm thinking is, uh, that, that would definitely date his, uh, time period is, uh, when, uh, Sonya Deville was with him. Okay, yes, and Sonia... So that was January 1 of 2021. Assistant to uh, on-screen authority figure Adam Pierce. So he's at least uh, 2020 in the role. So you are... <laughs> now, okay, now, now Sonia Deville did play the, play the heel role. Oh, when doing that, yes. In, 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 at the same time, she was as not as heavy-handed. It like they gave her shackles uh, a bit more than they had in the past. Although she did end up getting back into the ring anyway. Yeah, yeah. She she she, she did get back in the ring eventually. Um. You know, and her activities were pretty much only in in the women's division, and 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 certain women she you know had personal issues with. It wasn't as overpowering as you know Vince or Bischoff 
or you know Regal or you know take your name of any and also who's played that role. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 helped her out. Like, I think that's one of the reasons because I I think that that is has got to be the most recent one. Then is Sonya Deville, but it wasn't like we've just said as heavy handed as uh, some of those other ones. And uh, yeah, January seventeenth, twenty twenty, Adam Pierce first on screen authority figure appearance. Wow, so it predates the. Just barely by a couple of yeah, months. Like, yeah, I, 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 I didn't think of him actually, you know, making matches or making decisions before, you know, maybe spring of 2020. But what? But whoa, and they were in empty years, But but what? Whatever. It, 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 that's that's the role. That's the role for Nick Aldis. Oh. I, 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 he, he, I, I hope he's accepted his in-ring career is basically over. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that I guess I was a little bit surprised by. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that he's just like, yep, I'm cool with with being out. Yeah, it was a very strange thing because he's not the most exciting wrestler in the world, of course. But he's not, there's nothing really bad about him. Oh. It was so weird that even when he was, he, you know, he had his falling out and he was under no contract with the NWA, neither WWE or AEW were jumping to sign him to be to be a wrestler. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he'd just get caught in the, um, like I, I, I guess because we've talked a lot about LA Knight recently, I'm like. Doesn't he think, you know, wouldn't someone like L.A. Knight give him some pause that maybe something could happen? You could, you could, I mean, because they are definitely contemporaries of each other. They were in Impact at the same time. They were in the NWA at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm, if I'm all this, I look at L.A. and just think, well, why, why wasn't this me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess that's the only thing I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, uh, that Aldis didn't want to come in as a wrestler because I, I, I'm with you. Like, that seems like you're purposefully getting into a, uh, a managerial role and, you know, your career is basically done with maybe, you know, I, I guess he... Adam Pierce, I think, is of an age at this point that uh, no one wants to see him in a WWE ring per se, and I don't, I guess there really isn't any incentive to see Nick Aldis in a WWE ring either, though. Really, no, a large percentage of the audience has possibly even the majority has no idea who he is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's. It's kind of interesting. I uh, do think that this is still a, a, a concept that the WWE can make work, but never have made work with this brand split. Yeah. I, I, or I, I, they've I just been so much. spotty about it that... Uh, yeah, I mean... These, these are not two big personalities that can spark a, 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 a brand war. I think the whole brand supremacy thing is 
pretty well dead. I mean, it doesn't look like they're bringing it back for Survivor Series at all. It's looking like we're, we're, we're getting war games. Uh, again, it looks, yeah. So, so that concept's not going to be a thing. At least there are, at least there are two people during, during, during draft time to, to make it sound like, okay, they're making decision for each brand, not Pierce, you know, doing this awkward thing where he's overseeing both of them at the same time during these periods. So who's actually making these decisions? Oh, yeah, it's, I, I think it is kind of nice to have a little more clarity in the situation. Like, again, we don't need to be heavy handed about it, but if you just have one guy handling one show and another person handling the other show, uh, it, it it makes a lot more sense. And even if you don't uh, establish a brand supremacy thing, uh, I think you at least, um, you should be able to differentiate between the two. Which I think uh, can work out fairly well. Yeah. So, um yeah, that was uh that was definitely an interesting part of uh SmackDown that I was uh in no way expecting. Uh I I was not expecting a new general manager. And uh, I'm trying to th- remember what situation he helped uh solve as his first act is. Oh, it was just uh bringing and that's uh, kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Bringing over Kevin Owens because they actually made a trade and they stuck to the trade and so, something actionable happened. Yes, uh, a, a, a relevant impact player actually made his way over. Yeah, that, that, that was well done. And you know what? Kevin and Sammy, as the main event tag team, had had, had run its course. They received two re- two two matches uh, for, for the titles, losing them. They lost both. And this is the way. To- to split them up without breaking them up, without turning one heel, keeping them both baby face. If they want, they can still be on the same team at, if, at War Games. I think there's still very, a very, very good chance that they're going to be on the same team in War Games. You know, because they're, they're going to stay friends. And, but, you know, both stay baby faces. But it's, you know, it's probably time for them to, be, to, 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 to restart their singles careers. Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, we've kind of pushed that a, quite a bit on this show in general, that they really could be, uh, single stars again, and that maybe they'd be more useful there. Uh, so yeah, not surprising that, uh, that they split those two up and it did, uh, give, uh, Jay and Sammy something to work with on raw. Yeah, that all turned out very good. And then you know, involving Drew McIntyre in it, you know. So now, like, all of the top storylines and all the top stars are intertwining with each other on Raw. And, and, and SmackDown a little bit, too, but Raw. So, and once again, so it's, they're, they're doing some really interesting stuff with everyone everyone on top. So, so let's get that. That's all really good. You know, Drew continuing his way towards his heel turn. You know, he's going to face the, the kind of the ultimate baby face in Sami Zayn. Well, he's still technically a face, but we know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, so no, that, that was all well and good. Um, you know, KO, uh, you know, 
he'll, he'll, he'll have his involvement in the feud where which is going to pit you know all you know all the top baby faces against you know the combined force of the of the of the of the bloodline and the judgment day you know culminating in survivor series you know he's probably never not going to get another solid shot against roman reigns again no and as of this as of right now the united states champion is Rey mysterio a baby face but very very soon we could have we could very well have a new united states champion and his name is logan paul uh yeah that was uh I, I it was starting to click in my brain i'm like oh yeah we need to get to that one just because uh logan paul has uh a boxing match with dylan dennis who if i'm not mistaken is a ufc fighter uh or at least was at some juncture was. yes and in this boxing match Logan Paul doesn't get a scratch on it, basically, and wins by disqualification. And then, in his post-fight interview, from his, supposedly at least, real fight, calls out Rey Mysterio for the the WWE United States Championship. (laughs) Because, as I noted... He came out without a scratch on him, so there's nothing stopping him from from, from working Crown Jewel. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it would not be surprising if the uh, WWE decided to uh, put a big name on Crown Jewel yet again. Yeah, no, and there is absolutely, you know, th- this Rey Mysterio U.S. title reign doesn't exactly. <laughs> Hasn't exactly been the most lively. Uh, yeah, it's it's not been a disaster. It hasn't been good though. No, it hasn't been good, and you know the decision not to run the Escobar turn is still very baffling. But at this point, what do you got to lose by putting a secondary championship on Logan Paul? Oh. Nothing. He got nothing to lose. But put, uh, yeah, this, this is uh, not uh, Logan Paul stopping Gunther's reign, for sure. No, no, no. The U.S. title has it's far less. You know, it's not a world championship. You know, no matter what you think about Seth, the, 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 you know, Seth's belt he's carrying and how, how, how much is it actually worth at this, worth at this point. But, you know... But you know, Logan Paul run around with the U.S. title from between Crown Jewel and WrestleMania. I, I think he, he, that that could be a blast. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Logan Paul has been great, and he honestly, I I, I guess if he actually worked full time, would be the number three heel in the company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, Roman Reigns doesn't work doesn't work full time, but he's number one. So. <laughs> Fair point. So yes, he would, he would absolutely at least be the number three heel. Yeah, the, the matches he could have with I, 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 him and Kevin Owens would be would, would be incredibly fun, <laughs> both on the microphone and and and, and, and the match itself. But yeah, him and it LA would night would be incredibly fun. You know? So you could do quite a bit with him as U.S. champion. 
yeah, there are a lot of, uh, I, I did not think about that, but yeah, those, those secondary baby faces that aren't going to be mixing it up with Roman Reigns are certainly on his, uh, could be on his to-do list should they uh, decide to go that route. But, uh, yeah, I did not read any reviews about the fight. I did not realize he had won by disqualification. Honestly, I saw more of the pre-fight skirmish. Oh, yes, that, that, that was a, uh, that was a crazy time. I, I, I hopped on the X and, uh, saw quite a few jokes, uh, had at uh, Ariel Helwani's uh, expense since he was uh, on stage there when that little fracas uh, started. Uh, that uh, yeah, that uh, got pretty out of control. It did, it, it, indeed, it did, indeed, it did. So uh, hey, uh, you know the 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 quote unquote real fighters learning from the wrestlers. Uh, gotta have stuff going down at the uh, contract signing. <laughs> Always gotta break a table or two. Um, <coughs> okay, so yeah, that was that. That was definitely an interesting part of uh, of the week there for uh, the WWE. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh yeah, how dare I? Uh, Speaking of uh, things uh, that happened on Raw that maybe are worth talking about that we haven't covered already, Gunther versus Bronson Reed. Uh, how did you like that uh, match, sir? I like that match quite a bit. <laughs> this is that's pretty much what I, pretty much encapsulates what, what 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 I want for my wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they have, uh, they did a good job of not making Bronson Reed look terrible. Uh, that was one of the first matches where I feel like Gunther has been a lot, uh, larger than a majority of his opponents in WWE that I've seen, you know, as much as I enjoyed his matches with Dragunov, there's just going to be a difference of how the match lays out when he's fighting Bronson Reed. Yeah, I mean, you know, the match earlier in the year that I had to had had the fortune of attending live with uh with Braun, which ended up, which I thought ended up, you know, pretty damn good. Oh. Um, and you know, I think yeah. there was there was I think there was a Gunther Otis match, you know, and kind of a quick deal on Raw, but still, you know, that that, that was decent. It's again. Gunther can pretty much have a really good match with anybody. Yeah, he's pretty good at that uh, wrestling thing. He, he, he really is. I <laughs> I keep hammering this button. It's time for him to wrestle some, start wrestling people who are more important, or to just, you know, while he's still Intercontinental Champion, challenge that and win. Oh. Yeah, that that kind of double champ, I could uh, I could be behind. I don't know about double champion. I, I, if you do it, if you do it in this timeline, if you do, Gunther beat Seth at, at, at the Royal Rumble. He has not lost the Intercontinental title at this point. Vacates the Intercontinental title, oh. so it can then be put up on, up in the Elimination Chamber. I think that could work really work out. No, that would be a fun one. Not sure if they're going to go that route, but that could be a fun one. 
Yeah. I, I like I, the idea. Yeah, no. I did. And I came up with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think you have to at some point trans. What says that? While you still intercontinental champion, I think you could you can move up some people to to you know you or level Gunther up up with some other people like your your Sammys, your Jays, and 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 what have you. So, so once again, Gunther, Gunther's you know because as good as Gunther's matches are, really other than Sheamus and, and McIntyre and maybe Braun, the star level of the of, of the guys he's beaten. Isn't as impressive as as as, as 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 maybe you'd want it to be. Uh, yeah, he hasn't had a lot of uh, high star power matches for sure. Think yeah, that I mean, that's I think, about I think, the I list. I definitely think it's time, and yes, there will come a time where you need to transition him for the intercontinental from the intercontinental to the world heavy at least the world heavyweight, and. Because they weren't ready yet, really. They missed the boat at WrestleMania when, when it was a triple threat, so he didn't have to get pinned. Oh. <laughs> but now, I, I think, and now that he's got this record, and, you know, maybe the smoothest transition is just for him to beat Seth and then vacate. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like anyone's done that in a while. Uh, it would be... Uh, a decent idea to get him out of losing that championship, you know, and not eating a loss before going in for a championship victory. So it, uh, it, it, it could really work out if they decide to uh, head that route. But uh, again, I guess we will await uh, things and see, uh, see what happens here. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I will be interested to see if they can, they have done a fairly decent job of keeping Bronson Reed relevant while not being able to challenge for that. Uh, well, I mean, he just challenged that championship, but you know, he doesn't really have a secondary championship to latch onto. And I don't think he's quite uh, over enough to be in the uh, main championship picture mm, right now. So he's uh, he's definitely in uh, something of a tricky spot. Although, uh, yeah, he had a great match. I don't think he's going to get too lost in the shuffle. We uh, we shall see. Um, anything else WWE that's uh, sticking out to you before we uh, head on over to Collision here for uh, a quick run through? No, I think we're we're, we're pretty well good with WWE. Let's let's talk about Collision. Um, <laughs> Christian Cage uh, continues to uh, be the ultimate schmuck. Uh, he interrupts uh, one Adam Copeland to start the show. Uh, I mean, are they almost starting to overplay this already? It's from the Adam Copeland standpoint, there are because Christian can do no wrong at this point. Adam Copeland is just not the star they think he is, especially without the WWE machine behind him. And 
which led to a really awkward opening segment in, in, in many in many ways. You know, you got Danielson out there, even though he's still associated with the Blackpool Combat Club. And but, but him and but him and really. with each other. And then <laughs> Ricky Starks and Big Bill get involved for seemingly no reason. Adam Copeland, I don't know what was going through his head when he called Ricky Starks a vanilla midget and a, 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 a rock ripoff and all that. If I'm Ricky Starks, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that filed away <laughs> until contract time. It was just blatantly disrespectful and you know one of those things you just you know you diminish a potential future opponent and not you know build them up at all. It was. It's a weird line to throw out there, the, 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 the old Kevin Nash, but, you know, insider line. Is, you know, so he, never said I, that on a, uh, he never said that on a microphone. He said it, or maybe he did, I don't remember, because that's what, that what he would call Benoit, Guerrero, Malenko, those type, those type of guys. But there's uh, that line about Ricky Starks. Number one, he's not vanilla because he's not white, um, and he's not boring either, so... <laughs> And you don't want to point out, you know, only MJF can get away with pointing out the whole rock ripoff thing, even though he's not really totally doing that either. To... He, uh, I guess I thought about that a little bit more after Copeland had said it. And I'm like, he dress, he, he might kind of have a dress style like the rock where it's this like kind of what I would call like uh, more of a Caribbean look even though that might be a little too uh, specific. <laughs> or, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, like, he kind of has this, you know, well-dressed but uh, kind of puffy look to him. But other than that, he really doesn't do a whole lot rock-like. Which I think is you know, one of the things that's weird to me. Like, yeah, he might kind of take his style from him, but that's really about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's some physical resemblance, you know, in, in, in the face. You, 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 you can see that, but yeah, no. It's one of those things you just don't point out too often. Once again, MJF could get away with it. Even then, those, it's, not, it's not like that promo was like a, 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 a top ten all time MJF promo either. Yeah, no. it just it. You, what you don't want Adam Copeland to do is come off like Soraya, like he's better than this promotion. He's doing them a favor by being here. <laughs> he's hey. better than all these schmucks that are that they need to use your word who, who who've never been to WWE. And because hey. if he coming in with that attitude, it's gonna. Well, I, I guess maybe he'll be a heel alongside Christian in, 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 in the not, with, with, with this crowd it, 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 not too far in the future. And if, if that's actually the end game, maybe it's all right, but hey, you, I, I don't know if it was. It's, once again, if, I, I, I um, guess I didn't if, think about it, but that it, he has the same attitude that Soraya had. Like, what you said is what, what triggered my memory to think about it. You know, where she came in and she's like, oh, I'm going to, like, make this division better. It's just like, everyone's like, huh? No. I mean, she had nowhere to go to be a wrestler anymore. 
if Adam Copeland thinks he's above AEW, then maybe he shouldn't have signed the contract in the first place. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, but he did. And I don't know how long he's there, but he's there for a while. He seems like he's going to be there for a while. And having him on TV, cutting promos on both Dynamite and Collision is definitely getting old pretty quick. He's not that guy. He's he's not that. He's he, yeah. He he's should not, not immediately be your top. He should not immediately be your top star. No, it, it it's yeah. It does send the bad message. He sends the bad the, the worst message possible at the worst timing possible to your Ricky Ricky Starks, your MJF, etc. Because if there are contracts coming due in 2024, things like this are 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 are, are going to come up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that, uh, that definitely was, uh, something that, that let off the show was, uh, and was worth, uh, talking about. Because that was, uh, quite the cluster F there going on. Uh, Samoa Joe, Willie Mack, good for what it was. Uh, oh boy. Um... I'm not sure what to think of the Bullet Club Gold stuff or Bullet Club Gun Club. What are well, they? Yeah, they're just not. They're they're not cool, and they're not they're not annoying in a way that you want to see them get beat up. They're, you know, they particularly Juice Robinson is annoying in a channel changing kind of way, or fast forward kind of way. Uh yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that the uh, the guns are coming off better than him. Yeah, no, no, and, and they don't come off really great to me either. It's it's not a made of an act. I mean, it, it it just isn't. And every decision they've made with this, everything involving MJF's world world title reign since really since the Danielson match has just been wrong, really. <laughs> you know, the, the, you know, the stuff with Adam Cole was cute for a while, but then it's just like you start to really realize they're the ring of your world champion is doing all this comedy. He's one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. He's 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 wrestling in Ring of Honor Tag Team title matches on pay per view in like the opener or in the middle of the show. He's not even he's not even in your he is not even main event even in the main event of your last two pay per views. Or even like the semi-main event of your last two pay-per-views, or even the third most, the biggest match, and <laughs> maybe even the fourth or fifth. You know, it's it's really, you know, once again that that decision to not have what a, you know the other shoe dropping at Wembley is a terrible decision. I don't we don't know the, the reality you know, we, you know about Adam Cole's injury situation or how long he's actually going to be not not, no. not not wrestling. But in the meantime, you know, I guess Jay White is as good a heel as anybody to put MJF against. But that's not a match that's getting me to put the part with my with fifty bucks. Uh, yeah, they they definitely still have some work to do. I mean that I mean, that pay per view was sandwiched the week between. Well, for me, it's the week I'm the week before that I'm I'm, I'm going on vacation spending. Jobs of money, 
<laughs> well, the week after that, you know, it's Thanksgiving and gotten and preparing to, you know, buy Christmas presents. Survivor Series is on Peacock, which I'm already paying nine ninety nine a month for, or maybe it's eleven ninety nine now. I think I, I, I think they snuck in a price increase. No, but I don't pay that I mean, one. So I mean, they all are sure. basically. I mean, they, they all are basically, but basically, what I'm saying is. They're in November, and if you know, especially if they're going to also maybe run a pay per view towards the end of December, they're going to need to 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 load up these shows a, a lot better because it's a, it's just a time of the year where people have a you know people have have, have a lot of bills coming in. Uh, well, I. <laughs> I know that it's at least been uh, made a little uh, note of, but uh, as far as uh, attendance goes, I feel like the last couple of shows you could tell that uh, instead of being in the uh, – here in Columbus, they were in Nationwide Arena and the Schottenstein Center uh, for the two last shows they've been – at uh they are definitely running the slightly smaller venues in some of these uh locales. Yes, they are, and collision was especially embarrassing. You could see the empty seats from the heart from the hard camera position. Half people moved down at that point. Gee, <laughs> Listen, you, you, I mean you're still filming a TV show here. That looks terrible. How many empty seats? You know, there were. You know, especially early in the show. That that you know, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen it that blatant in a long time. Once again, even TNA was smart enough to to tell people to have people move down and scrunch together and and, and avoid the, the parts where there were the, the empty sections. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did some decent work to try and avoid it, but, uh, oof, it was kind of unavoidable in some regards. That's why I was kind of laughing when I saw Copeland in the opening segment, kind of walking back and forth, knowing that the one side was pretty much empty. Knowing that he's not a draw (laughs) on his own? Uh, that one has, uh, got to be, uh, a little rough to be, uh, staring down, quite frankly. Yeah, it, 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 it really does. And then, again, Tony Khan still not recognizing the problems with, you know, the lack of focus on, on, on your key players and have, you know, interesting storylines running and, you know, to know whether, you know, all your your big stars are going to be on the show, and they're going to be in a prominent spot. And then he goes and we're booking a CMLL title match for for I know, I know it's for Rampage, not Dynamite, thankfully. But who could possibly care? <laughs> Tony, the the majority of people who even like wrestling aren't aren't, aren't nerds like you. You've been losing uh, viewers, I, and you've been losing, and you've been losing you know, attendance steadily for over a year now, and you can't put any finger on what's causing it or how to fix it. Uh, yeah, and I, that just—that's another one where it just felt like a lot of time 
to build up Rocky Romero and uh, Mystico. Yeah, Mystico. I'm not even sure if it's if that's the former Sin Cara or not. Or it it, it is. Uh, okay. Okay, because because I, I know they like put somebody else in the mask when he left to become Sin Cara, and uh, I wasn't unsure if they, if if he's done that same mask again. But okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, I did. Uh, I did see that news uh, somewhere. So, yeah, like I'm like, I, as much as I enjoy Rocky Romero matches, uh, trying to sell me as him uh, being a serious wrestler is a is a hard ask. No, especially he's not an an, an AEW regular. The last time we probably saw him on TV may have been like in June, around the time of Forbidden Door. Uh, yes. And, and and now we're just being asked to, to, to care about him. But he's only ever been like a, the fourth or fifth wheel in Best Friends to the AEW audience. Who's unfamiliar with, who doesn't you know, watch every show on New Japan World. Uh, yeah, and I can't imagine that there are a lot of those. But uh, who knows? Uh, probably more than I suspect. Uh, yeah, I, them featuring other people is, is weird. Um, you know, something else, and I think it was on Collision that I found weird. Uh, the whole Miro and uh, his. Did they actually say her name when she was interviewed? I think they finally started calling her CJ Perry, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, yeah, pretty sure they did. So, you know, I'm pretty sure. What's her name? Did was it Lexi or whatever? Did yeah, say Lexi. CJ Perry. But they're not really hammering it home. She's the hot, flexible wife for the most part. Uh, yeah, I think that's the part that I. Uh, <laughs> found kind of weird i'm like huh like on one hand i can understand that maybe if she comes back and just manages him that it's too much of uh, a redo of what's already been done um i don't know why they can't evolve their relationship on tv though uh, but on this hand, I guess it gives him a storyline. It does, it, but it, it it feels like we're back to the the Cody days of AEW. It's like this self-contained storyline that only takes place over the course of about five minutes on on Collision. It has no bearing on anything else. <laughs> Uh yeah, I guess he is a little bit of his in, in his own Cody verse, uh, in his in his own uh, Miro ways. And, and you, you gotta love Accident Dreddy just walking into the spot, but no one identifying that he's Accident Andretti. No graphic on the screen. It's like you realize you you basically stop you 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 basically pushed this guy for about two weeks and then gave up on it. Right, and he, and he goes weeks without being appearing on any on any main show, right? Oh yeah, I uh, filed under the Chris Jericho curse. Oh yeah, <laughs> category there. Action Andretti is uh, 
uh, 100% uh, in that category. Uh, I mean, I guess it gave him something to do for the evening and for next week, but uh, oof. I'm fairly certain he's he's getting destroyed without much without much offense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that that one's going to be kind of ugly. I'm assuming. Uh, gotta admit, uh, women's division uh, still seems completely aimless. Chris Statlander, Sky Blue. There was some build for this match, uh, at least through some type of mini tournament type of situation. But uh, oof, that uh, that place is uh, not the place for women's wrestling. No, it's not. And out of nowhere, are we setting up a Chris Statlander heel turn for, for with no real provocation that I remember seeing? Um, it's possible. I because it was kind of weird that Willow Nightingale talks. Uh, Sky Blue down who is being a little bit more of the aggressor in the situation but you're right like Chris Statlander could be the one that ends up being painted as the bad person in the, in the whole situation yeah it, 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 it very well could I, I'm not really sure exactly what's once again women's wrestling is not a priority for AEW Mercedes Monet is not coming. Uh, she, 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 there's, there's no way she could, uh, unless there's an ungodly amount of money involved. Which, once again, Tony Khan does not seem to want to invest like that in the, in, in, in women's wrestling. So, uh, no, he only wants to invest that way in uh, music rights and Edge. And <laughs> Edge. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that bit over the weekend where? Apparently, all the TVs in in, in the in the Jaguar Stadium were showing a uh, basically a, a, a <laughs> had had basically been shut off, and there was a warning from Directv about paying your bill, about paying their bills. Uh, oh no! Yeah, apparently, all the TV none of the TVs in the stadium over the weekend were, 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 on Sunday were working. Oh, that's hilarious. Oof. Yeah. Gotta go on three day tweet <laughs> binges, just, just tweeting till all hours of the morning, I guess. Forgetting to pay your bills. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I hope he doesn't do anything to, to screw up uh, Fulham. Here he can screw up the Jaguars all he wants. Um. Uh, yeah, and I guess uh, the only thing that uh, maybe is worth concluding with Christian Cage and Brian Danielson, the actual match. Yeah. Good match. Uh, good match. I mean, I, I, I can't say anything too wrong with the match itself. Yeah. Oh man, twenty five fifteen runtime. It was a it, it, it was a long one. I mean, I'm not going to put it in any kind of classic territory or anything, but it was no. it, it was a good match, and you know, had its ups and downs. And, you know, two dudes who know who two dudes two dudes who know what, who know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, 
yeah, I guess not uh, not really surprising that that uh, that was a good match. They are both very good professional wrestlers. So, uh, anything else to uh, talk about before uh, us uh, hitting the dusty trail here? I think we're pretty good right now. Uh, the Washington Brewing Company, uh, out of Washington, Pennsylvania. This is a, uh, another travel beer. Uh, my, uh, sister-in-law bought this and I ended up keeping it since she lives in Colorado and was not flying back with a beer. Second Eye Blind, uh, India Pale Ale, 6% alcohol. It's a, uh, just a nice, solid, uh, IPA, little bit bitter, a little bit fruity, a little bit of uh, this, that, you know, not too high in the uh, alcohol percentage. So it's just a nice uh, drinkable beer to have here during uh, this here podcast. So that is the bell time beer suggestion from uh, at Defrango 11. He is at Stunt Cali. The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at uh, any other locations like Spotify, Amazon, and... Uh, what was that last one? That Oh, iHeartRadio. There we go. That's the three. Have a good night, grandkids. Later.